Hey, Mike. Hey, Kyle. How's it going? Good. How are you? All right. There's a few minutes left in this game, and if you hear any cussing, it's my wife in the background. <laughs> what, what, what game is it? It's the Chiefs and the Patriots. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she's a Chiefs fan. Ah, yeah. And they're losing right now. <laughs> uh, by three and there's like three minutes left so if you oh, hear so they something so they still got a shot then yeah they have the ball so we'll see hmm. I think a field goal if they get in field goal range and they kick it they'll at least tie it yeah. and go into overtime yeah well let's hope the Patriots lose then yeah I'm really yeah. hoping for that I don't like the Patriots anyway, so. Yeah. I don't think many people do outside of uh, <laughs> New England. Yeah. 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 Even God doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw that. Yeah. That, was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy God's tweets quite a yeah. bit. I do too. <laughs> he said all these other teams are all right. <laughs> the Patriots sold their soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he speaks the truth. <laughs> so, so how's your? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, we've uh, we've been getting hammered with snow over here. Oh yeah. Yeah, a bit better we were... now than uh, C2E2 time. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and and really like, um, we just got our first snow like last weekend. Yeah. Uh, and then, it, it, so we had like a small blizzard last weekend, and where we were kind of stuck inside, and then yesterday the same thing, but. It's not too bad at the moment. It's just it's getting really cold now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we had snow. Not. We had snow on Sat uh, Friday because my parents mm. were driving up and they decided to come up on Saturday instead, which is a good idea. Because <clears throat> we were going to my brother's house, but uh, today was like 50, so it was all right. Oh wow, that's we're nice. Supposed to get snow again tomorrow or. Tuesday, I can't remember. Yeah. Yep. So you've been snowed in all weekend then? Pretty much, yeah. We. Uh, is the driveway clear though? Are you able to drive if you needed to, or is it bad? Oh, oh yeah, no, no. It was, it was bad yesterday just because it was like it was blowing around really bad. Yeah. Uh, but I was able to get out and shovel, and then uh, um, today the the plows came, so we're we're good now. Um, but uh, I think we're supposed to get more snow tonight, possibly. But I don't know. Yeah. So I uh, yeah I brought my I brought my work stuff home just in case I wasn't able to make it into the office tomorrow. So it could still work. Yep. Yep. But I, I think I'll be able to go in. Yeah. Do you prefer to work at home or do you do you would you rather work at work? Um I think 
I think time goes by faster if I'm at work. Yeah. Um, I, I don't get as distracted that's, at work. That, that, that's, um, ex- that's exactly why I like to be at work. Yeah. It's my focus. There's... There's like comics everywhere here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you work when there's oh, stuff? Oh no. <laughs> yeah, and and then here like not not to mention comics, but also like <clears throat> here, you know, I've got <clears throat> I've got kids running around. Yeah. And then I've got cats climbing all over me, so yeah, it's yeah. it's a little bit tougher to get any work done here. Yeah, for me it's Harley. It's like she wants to go out every two minutes yeah distracted mm-hmm yep yeah so um i thought we'd start off this week with questions and then work our way into the books yeah that sounds Just good out of curiosity did you read martian manhunter number one or did you not I, get that one no i did i did read it oh, yep. okay we can maybe Gloss over that one too. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So we didn't get much questions ans- on uh, the Twitter, but we got a ton of them on the Slack channel for another podcast. So. Um, oh really? Yeah. Hmm. So we'll start with the first one that's on Twitter. Rob says, "Are you two planning on reimbursing me for my Plastic Man one purchase since it's your fault?" <laughs> my, I think we talk uh... more plas too. Like I think he, I think he's he, he listened to the Obsidian Age. Yeah. And I think we talk more plas after that. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my check will be in the mail tomorrow, Rob. Um, <laughs> if it gets lost, you know, in the mail with all the snow, there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. We can't help what happens there. And then (laughs) then if you did get it, it'll bounce. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's that's exactly right. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, he he got the urge to buy old issues. And uh, I guess we inspired him to focus on Plastic Man. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We we talked to each other a lot. And he was like, should I get... Uh, Metamorpho, or, you know, the first appearance of Metamorpho is uh, Brave and the Bold something. I can't remember what issue. And that's mm-hmm. an issue I'm missing. So, you know, we just got to chatting, like, what what is a good price for that? Because I still need to get that, too. Is that one pretty pricey? It's not too bad. I mean, it, it's pricey, but it's it's not too pricey. You can get it raw for under 100 in good shape. I think. Well, and that's then, good. Uh, oh, the Chiefs scored. Yes. <laughs> oh, so um, they're winning. They're winning now. Yeah. Now they're up by four. Nice. It's <laughs> so close. As Barb was clapping, so I knew something. <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> yes. So, um, Plastic Man. We encourage somebody to buy Plastic Man. And I guess he had extra cash because he's like, I want to spend some, I want to spend thirty, forty dollars on something. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what you want. 
<laughs> I really have thirty to forty dollars. I know. I, 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 I know. I know. I, I know what I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've been buying a lot of DC War comics. That's where I've been focusing on, and uh, a ton of uh, Marvel Two and One and Marvel Team Up. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have a full run of those soon. For Marvel Team Up, I'm only missing like one, one and three, and maybe two other issues. Mm-hmm. But, but one is gonna be the most expensive, of course. I've probably had a, I've probably had almost, almost two months now where I haven't bought in back issues. So oh, I've wow. got a, I have got a little bit of a streak going where I've, uh, I, I've really been trying to. Um, you know, read a read a lot of what I've got in my my stack. The two read not, pile instead of acquire <laughs> more of a two read pile. Yeah, and it's it's more of you know two read boxes than than a pile. But yeah, yeah. So uh, on the comic book page Slack channel, I. I have my podcast, our podcast over there, and I just said I posted the same question that we're recording tonight. We got a lot of responses. Um, So Drew from Comics for Fun and Profit said, uh, "Would you like to see any specific changes at DC in 2019?" Hmm. I personally, let's see. Um, Dig deep. What would make you happy in 2019? Um, let's see. Well, um, I mean, one of the things, one of the things that, well, two of the things they've covered, they they've come out with the Martian Manhunter ser- uh, series or mini series, maxi series. Yeah. And then they've come out with the Freedom Fighters maxi series. Um, they started up Shazam. Um, it, I would really like to see a Legion book. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I really like what they're doing. Um, they've they've uh, they've really kind of given. Um, uh, They've they've kind of given the the smaller characters uh, opportunities for sure. Yeah, qu- quite a long leash. I mean, they've uh, they've let some series go a lot longer than you know they they might have in the past. Yeah, it it seems like you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I like what they're doing. They've they've got a a pretty pretty wide range of books and seems like they're covering just about everything. I mean, you know, with the exception of some, uh, smaller niche titles. Um, another one I just, that just popped into my head is dial H for hero and they're going to do that again. So that's pretty cool. I I guess what I would like to see is just a little more tip of the hat to continuity. Because they seem mm-hmm. to be doing their own sort of thing yeah. for the most part. Yeah. 
Yeah, but, I would uh, agree. I would agree with that. That'd be other, nice to see more of that. Other than that, I've been pretty happy. I would like to see some kind of horror, horror DC horror book, and mm-hmm. maybe uh, some kind of war book, <laughs> and, and and Jonah Hex back. Yeah, yeah. And then the things that everybody wants: Legion, JSA. You know that that that's probably the most asked about titles is those two. Mm-hmm. JSA and Legion. I'd be really surprised if we didn't see Legion this this year. I think we'll see Legion. I think I I think something will happen at a Doomsday Clock. I really do. Yeah. And I think DC try. I think they're trying too many things at once. By they're being extremely diverse. <coughs> In other words, we got those kids' books and. Mm-hmm. The teenage books, and then we have the black label, and and the Bendis the Bendis, Bendis label. <laughs> Bendis label. We have the two Bendis labels. We have the yeah. superhero line, and then the Jinx World line. Yeah. And then Vertigo, and I mean, there's just crazy stuff. And then there's talk about possibly getting Milestone back. Yeah, yeah. If they. That, and that's the thing. Like, I'd like to see Milestone back, but I mean, it, do they have? Um, it, I mean, are they going to be able to do all of that? You know, because I mean, like we said, they they've got a pretty large line as it is. Yeah. Um, not to mention Wildstorm and. Uh, Let's see what else. Um, yeah, it'll, I'll be real curious to see if they do anything after Wildstorm. Mm-hmm. Cause it remember when it launched, it sounded like there was going to be more. Yeah. More than just uh, Michael Cray and Wildstorm. Well, yeah, Wildstorm was supposed to basically like kickstart the the whole universe. Yeah. At least from what I remember. And they've kind of separated Wildstorm from DC, like right at Rebirth, because mm-hmm. they they were in New Fifty Two, they were integrated. Yeah. So. It, yeah, I like having them separated. Um, I do, I do too, because then you don't have like the Superman, you know, Apollo and Superman and Midnighter mm-hmm. and Batman, and yeah, <clears throat> they have a little more leeway too to do. Do their own thing and be their own identity outside of the DC universe. And I know the like the the thing that strikes me about uh, Wildstorm is that um, the the tech doesn't really match up with the DC universe, in my opinion. Yeah. Like it, it the tech seems so much further, um, kind of further yeah. further along. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's I don't know. Um, it's just uh, it's just a feeling that like I get reading Wildstorm. It's just like the tech is completely different, and the the world just feels kind of grittier, you know. Yeah, feels like NC seventeen. Like you could get a little. It does. <laughs> yeah, it's cause, yeah because it's super violent, you know. Yeah. So that. 
that was uh, Drew's question, but he continues. He said, should they be trying to overtake Marvel in sales or just stand pat and be happy with number two? <laughs> I think that they want to be number one. Yeah. And the only time they seem to ever be number one is when they relaunch or have a crisis. <laughs> and then, then they like gain the market for a little bit for a couple of months and then they lose it again. And and mm-hmm. I think it's because most people are just, there's more uh, Marvel uh, people than there are DC in, in general. And, and I think it's because in the sixties they started to make Marvel characters more like, instead of being like gods with powers and stuff, they were, they were more human and had problems just like any other Joe. So right. people could relate to him a little more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something big ha- happened. <laughs> oh, but there's a flag, so it can't be too good. Mm. <laughs> there's 54 seconds left, so it's coming down to the wire. Uh oh. So you're going to either hear a clapping or you're going to hear a F word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't good. Whatever the referees did, it wasn't good. Yeah. So um, where were we? <laughs> um, About how they're doing with the market. Yeah. Do you yeah, think they'll I, do something after Doomsday Clock, or do you think they'll just uh, continue down the path that they're on? I mean, Doomsday Clock has to do something, you know? Yeah. It, I feel like I feel like it's it's already um, I mean, it's already lost its steam, you know, and because of the delays and everything, and I feel like it's. Um, it's not going to be very impactful if it if nothing comes out of it and mm-hmm. it's just uh yeah it it was built up so much and now you know with the delays it ta- it's taken so long for each issue to come out they they've got to do something i think to bring kind of bring back the excitement yeah they have to do well i thought they I thought they would do some some stuff with like Wally and stuff, but it it's turned out to be something different. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I think they're gonna do something. I I think it'll lead to like uh, some groundbreaking relaunch. That's what I think. <clears throat> Just because uh, I think they're gonna have to do it. A relaunch of the whole line. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, yeah, they're, let's see, they're up to, well, they're up to like 60 some issues now with the initial, the initial, from the initial launch. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good run. They definitely, they definitely have Marvel beat as far as that goes, you know, being able to continue one, one solid run. That's without true. breaking it up. And then uh, he says something about maybe going back to incentive variants instead of having like 
cover A, cover B, and Dude. add in weekly titles again. Uh, he, you don't know Drew, I don't think, but he's a speculator. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I don't. So know. he sells his stuff. He, uh, his goal yeah. is to, he reads all his stuff. So he he reads the stuff he gets, but he buys he a lot of it. stuff. He tries to, yeah. If I could sell it, I'll keep my you know, keep being able to buy comics or whatever he does. Yeah. So incentive variants, I guess, sell, but they're, they like, they falsify what real sales are. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, obviously I don't have any use for them. Uh, I mean, if the, if the covers are cool, like, I mean, that's, that's about all I'll notice, but, um, you know, I just buy the cover A and <laughs> that's it. But, uh, if it, if it helps them sell and, you know, bring in more money then they should do it. But yeah, I don't know. And then he says, do you think we'll have a weekly title again? Um, I mean, I would like that. We're, I mean, we're getting, we're getting. Uh, so we're getting. Is is Detective still biweekly? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I, I thought it was. Well, there, I, there, I think I counted like four or five titles still. Bi- well, no, I think Detective went. I th- I think they slowed it down just so they could. Uh, <laughs> hit the thousand on the right date (laughs) (laughs) okay so uh i think batman wonder woman flash and there might be a couple other two are are twice monthly Uh, okay there's not a lot anymore yeah I, i knew they had some that were um i mean it doesn't really it doesn't really affect me anymore since i'm not getting my stuff from a local shop yeah. every week like i used to um you just get so i mean that just means you get four issues in one shipment then right and that's cool you know because yeah. it's nice it's nice to binge read four straight issues um you get a nice chunk of story and i've always enjoyed weekly titles so yeah. i would yeah i would love if they did a weekly title me too I, I like I don't like when they do too many, but if they did one or two, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. And then he says, "Do yep. you think there'll be a leadership shakeup?" I guess that like would be Dan DiDio and Jim Lee. Hmm. I mean, I <clears throat> I don't ever pay attention to that stuff, yeah. so um, I can't. They've been in control I, for a long time. It, yeah, and from my perspective, it seems like they're very successful with those guys, you know. Yeah. Um, given, Jim given, Lee, given the market, yep, I think they, they reinvigorate stuff. Yeah, I mean, Jim Lee has always been one of the most popular guys in comics, and Dan DiDio, I mean, he knows he knows the books, he knows what he's talking about. Um, yeah, I... I, I like really I like any... them both, and I think they've done just just as well as anybody. 
like yeah. relaunching titles and doing different things. We had that I'm... like um, we had uh, New Age of Heroes too. That was another line. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's been a lot of lines. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was what I was kind of alluding to earlier when I was saying I like that they're kind of branching out. Yeah. Um, because the fact that they did that new age of heroes thing with some care, you know, brand new characters that have no history and have no fan base. Uh, that's, I mean, that's a pretty big risk. Yeah, it is a huge risk. One of them's on TV though. Silencer. Oh, was, uh, was on arrow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I think I heard about that. And uh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't want a leadership shakeup because I'm pretty happy with Dan DeDio. I like Dan, and he, yeah. he's pretty he's pretty accessible too. Like, I'll I I just sent him a note recently saying I want a war comic so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Did he respond? I, I don't know. He didn't not yet, but I I just I'll, I'll settle for like a five week you know event. You know how they do that fifth week where they just have like Hanna Barbera comics with the if they did like a war a war type comic I'd be pretty content. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, James says the, the very uh, similar questions. He says he's not a longtime DC reader. He, a matter of fact, I don't think he read DC prior to j- becoming John Mayo's host. Uh, he took over for Drew <laughs> on the comic book page, but he says it feels like they're writing towards a relaunch in many of their books. You see a relaunch coming. What are your thoughts on that? I think if anything's going to do it, it's going to be Doomsday Clock. I, if, I, I, I think you'll get hints of a relaunch. If, if Doomsday Clock doesn't do it, then I don't think they're going to relaunch. Yeah, and if if Doomsday Clock is what triggers the relaunch. It it has to have been something that they decided on more recently mm-hmm. and something that I think Jeff Johns would have had to like kind of work into his script because I mean they started they started this with um Doomsday Clock and I can't imagine they would have had plans to relaunch that quick, you know? Yeah. Because it, it originally, like, when it wasn't delayed, when it wasn't being delayed, um, it, you know, it would have been a year, because I think it's 12 issues, right? So we would have already been done, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, if there is a relaunch, I do think it would be Doomsday Clock that would do it. Okay, so the next question is from Eric uh, from Cowabunga Comics. He actually owns a comic store called Cowabunga. Oh, nice. And he says, I've heard, I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah. They, well, he does a podcast, too, called The Cowcast, and they talk about, like, retailers, you know, like how – from a retailer perspective, like how things are selling, although it hasn't mm-hmm. come out in, like, forever. It used to be, like, once a month, and it hasn't come out since they moved. They moved from like they were in, I can't say the word Okam Okamanawak, 
Wisconsin. <laughs> and uh, they moved from like a downtown location, you know, like where you have a downtown and to like mm-hmm. a location away. And their their store size increased by like threefold, I think. Hmm. And uh, they have a mail order service to compete with DCBS. But um, he says, what are your favorite historic DC runs events and favorite ongoing that's a big hmm. question. <laughs> yeah, it is. What would you say your favorite event is? Favorite like of event? All, of all time. Um, oh, that's, uh, that's tough. Um, I, let's see, more, so, I really liked, um, I were really you too, like. Were you were you were you too young for Crisis? Um, I yeah, I would have been at the time. Yeah. Uh, I did. I do have it, and I have read it. Um. It's uh. I I enjoy Crisis, but it's it's hard to get through. Like it's it's hard for me to get through it. Um, there's so many words in it (laughs) (laughs) and every, every issue there's like, there's several pages of just rehash of the previous couple issues. It's a product of its time. So yeah, if you weren't, if you weren't there, it could be shocking. Yeah. It's, there's so much rehash. It's, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I so I didn't yeah I didn't read that when it came out. But um, as far as events go, like I I really liked um, I don't know if it if it's really an event, but I really liked Batman Eternal. Um, That's a weekly event. Yeah, I guess you could say. Um, I as far as like recent events, I really loved uh, Forever Evil. Oh yeah, I thought. I thought that was awesome. Um, I thought that was really cool. My favorite's uh, easy. It hasn't changed. It's still Identity Crisis. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, too. yeah, I liked that too. That was good. And it's a self-contained uh-huh. event. Like it's not. I yeah. Mean, it, it had like a Justice League tie-in and a couple other tie-ins, but there wasn't much. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I don't I like know. It, it just was, was emotionally emo- it was an emotional roller coaster, man. <laughs> That's what I think I loved about it. And then it it paid respect to the history of the characters. So he yeah, he tweaked things, he made things a little different, but he he was well aware of their histories to to be mm-hmm. able to tweak them. Yeah, and I, I think that it in order to have a good story, I think you have to be at least with these characters, you have to be aware of their histories, I think. Um, and I think the good writers always do. Um, for me, uh, Brightest Day is another one that I really liked. Yeah. I thought that was I thought that was really cool. Brightest Day in 52. Yeah, 52 was awesome. I loved the spotlights on the on the different characters. There was Infinite Crisis, Final Crisis, 
See, those those books are a little different though, though, because they're company wide type. Yeah. Uh, events. If I had to go with a company wide event that affected every book, I I would go with the original Crisis, but I was there when it happened. Um. My my least favorite is the Morrison one, <laughs> Final Crisis. Yeah, I haven't read that one. I've yeah. uh, I've kind of I've kind of stayed away from it just based on like feedback I've heard of it. But yeah, it's worth reading if you. I mean, you want DC history. It's yeah, just, it's just Morrison's doing some weird stuff, like really weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there was uh, Jeff Johns' event, uh, Infinite Crisis. Mm-hmm. I like that one yeah. more than I did Final Crisis, but it wasn't quite up there. And then there was Zero Hour. That that was an event that tried to fix some stuff with Hawkman, the Legion, and a couple of things. Like, after Crisis happened, they, they mm-hmm. still had some issues. And it was yeah. like, okay, we have these... Ten things we need to fix. Let's go fix it. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was Millennium. And uh, that was when uh, you learned a lot of the supporting characters. And some some of them were heroes even. And villains were Manhunters. You know, Green Lantern, Manhunters. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that was an interesting event. There's been some good events, but for me, Identity Crisis is by far my favorite. That was probably the most emotional that I've that I've read. Yeah. That was <clears throat> that one was pretty heavy. What would you say your current favorite ongoing is right now? You have to pick one ongoing. It's not many, so you have so, to. So of any so any ongoing yeah. uh, cur- currently going yeah. on, yeah. Um, I'd probably have to say, um, I'd probably have to say detective. Uh huh. Um, you're caught up though. I'm not. I haven't started the. Uh, I haven't started the the latest run, which I hear the is Tomasi. really yeah, is really outstanding. Yeah. Yeah, I just read the first issue of the of Tomasi writing, and it was it was amazing. It, it felt like a re- return to form for yeah. for the series, because I I really like James Robinson, but I really didn't care for his arc. Um, there just I wasn't. I haven't finished it yet. That was the Two Face arc, right? Yeah. yeah. It uh, it's just not anything special. I, I felt like not. There just wasn't really anything interesting about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the first issue of the Tomasi um, starts with a bang. It's uh, it's good and and of course I loved uh, I loved uh, James Tynan's uh, run. Right. That was good. I'm gonna go with my current favorite ongoing, which is Nightwing. <laughs> mm. I'm really digging it. Yeah. Ever since he got shot in the head, <laughs> it, it like uh, it, it, it's it's like one of those arcs that, like Death of Superman or something like that, that just changes it. Like it changes mm-hmm. the title, 
makes it something totally different. And, yeah. Uh, I like it. And it seems to me like it, it makes sense. I mean, if, if, I mean, a lot of people are like, well, crap, you, you get shot in the head. Why, why would you become a taxi driver and, and not take money from Bruce and want to detach yourself from your family? Who knows? You get shot in the head, you have brain damage. I mean, yeah. Who knows what you're going to do? Right. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I mean it with... seems like reasonable to me. Well, and not only that, but like with really with any type of head injury, you know, yeah. even if it's not a bullet, it, you know, you hear of people with like concussions doing weird things, weird things that are right. out of character, or, yeah. or 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 simple tumors in the brain doing things mm. out of causing a person to act different. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, he says, what are some of your favorite D- historic DC runs? Um, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I really like the uh, De Mateus, um Dr. Fate. Yeah. And uh, uh, Morrison Doom Patrol, um, Morrison Animal Man. Uh, let's see what else. I like Mike Grell's Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. I like Warlords. I like a lot of Mike Grell. <laughs> I yeah. even liked when he was on Legion of Superheroes. I like the Baxter run of of Legion of Superheroes. I thought that was great. Yeah, I'm I'm currently reading that now. It's awesome. Yeah. I like that a lot. And I, yeah. I like Wolfman Perez, Teen Titans, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Jurgens on Superman during the death, and Jerry Ordway, and all those guys that put together the the iconic Superman that was weekly, sort of, across all three titles. Adventures mm-hmm. of Superman, Action Comics, Superman. Um I lo- I love that. I loved when Batman was doing the same thing. It had the bat symbol like in Nightfall. That was oh that was yeah, fantastic yeah. Stuff. Shadow of the Bat yeah. and uh, um, Detective and Legends of yeah, Legends of the even Dark Knight. Yeah, sometimes even though that was its own beast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Green Lantern. It was Jeff John's run was really good. Yeah. Yep. That was a good one. I, I liked um, it a lot. Uh, of course, Denny O'Neill question. Oh, yeah. Really Denny good. O'Neil. Alan Grant on Legion. I liked him. Uh, on mm-hmm. Legion and Batman. Norm Brayfogle on art. I, God, I like his art. <laughs> yeah. He's my Batman artist. Yeah, there's a lot. We've talked a lot about a lot of them. I think we went. I think we had got asked a similar question where they were like, kind of break down the characters and what runs were really good. And we just mm-hmm. started to go through the Flash, Green Lantern, Green, you know, all the different characters. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, also, what are your favorite heroes and villains, and how do you feel they're being written right now? Like, what excites you and what 
is not so much. So like take your try to take your top five heroes and and break it break it down. I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I uh I love OMAC. Um <laughs> so but he's not in comics right now. So Yeah. I have nothing. So I'm I'm uh, I was really excited about OMAC when Dan DeDio was writing it and he had uh, Keith Giffen drawing cuz Keith Giffen he has mm-hmm. like a lot of styles but he was definitely channeling Kirby. Scott yep. Koblish yeah. was inking him and it was just like something out of the 70s which I really enjoyed. Um but he's not there right now. Batman I think there've been better times but I am enjoying it quite a bit now. Um He's one of my favorite heroes. Like, I'll always follow Batman, whether it be Batman and Detective. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is, like, my favorite? I love Mr. Miracle, but I wasn't happy with the way it ended. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Tom King is taking things I love and cha- changing them a little bit. <laughs> to not my liking. Um, yeah. Uh, if I had to pick two more, it'd be oh Flash. Flash, I've always loved. He's my top, top mm-hmm. character. He's not my favorite right now. Like, my favorite was when Carrie Bates was writing him, Jeff Johns was writing him, and uh, yeah, Messner, Messner Lobes and uh, Mark Wade. That was my mm-hmm. Flash. Right now, I'm in, I'm entertained, but. It's not my favorite run, and I am behind in all fairness. So, I God with Flash, it's coming out twice monthly. So I would say like I was detective behind, but even more so. <laughs> wow. So I probably have like thirty issues to catch. Up on <laughs> so I can't give it a fair shake. So, yeah, so that, a lot could have changed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who else would I pick as my favorite? Oh, I did Omac, Mr. Miracle, Batman, Jonah Flash. Hex. Oh, Jonah Hex. Yes, that he he he's probably my favorite because my favorite comics were Jonah Hex, and then he came New Fifty Two. He is All Star uh, Western, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. So I I've loved what they've done with Jonah Hex. So yeah, I w- that's a good snapshot of my five. Yeah, I I can't mine's probably not going to be a whole lot different than yours. I mean, the, the at least with the big guys, you know, Batman, Flash, um Jonah Hex. Um it's not a single character, <clears throat> but I I love the Doom Patrol team as characters. Yeah. Um I I I really liked the uh I really liked the first arc of the Young Animal uh, series. I thought that first arc was really cool. Um, I, need, I need to finish it. <laughs> I haven't finished it. <laughs> and then, like this, and then after the first arc, they they kind of lost me a little bit. The first um, arc was really powerful, especially like the first two issues. I oh was like, yeah, I was like really on it, in it. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. When they were uh, saving Danny 
And yeah, uh, yeah that was really cool. Because it, it kind of had the the Morrison vibe. Yeah. But it was a little a little bit more cartoony. Um but yeah, it was it was good. Uh let's see, other characters. Um, um I so I said Batman, Flash, Jonah Hex, and then Doom Patrol. Uh, my last one would probably be uh, Martian Manhunter. Um, I really, uh, I really like him in Justice League. Um, I well, that's where he's like primarily been featured, like almost the entire run of Justice League. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it, then... there's very seldom. <laughs> A Justice League that doesn't have Martian Manhunter in it. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, New 52 threw him in Stormwatch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was really... Yeah, that was kind of odd. But his... Yeah, and then his his new little, like, mini-series or whatever that's out. um, Obviously, I've only read the first issue, but I liked it. I... Um, no issues, at least for the first issue. But I liked yeah. it a lot more than I thought I would, because I heard I heard some bad things about it. I don't know if it, but I was really intrigued. Like, mm-hmm. and I thought the art was like, I don't know, it had like this. Riley Ross Rossimo was channeling like Mandrake in some panels, especially like the detective scenes. And I just, yeah. I just loved it. They had like this really thick line when he drew the characters and I, I like loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. That's a, that's a good comparison actually, Tom Mandrake. Yeah. Um, and the, the thing about the first issue, at least like there was some, some of the familiar stuff that we've seen, like obviously he's going back to being a detective, which is awesome. Um, but then I like his com- partner too, though. It was like, yeah, yeah. who's this woman? I was like, this is interesting. <laughs> and then right, then right off the bat, they're in this like murder scene with like these two people that have their holes blown in there. <laughs> like they're, they were killed. Yeah. Yeah. And he uh looked like a shotgun had went through their chest. Yeah, and he kinda like it seems like he like I guess kinda like feels kind of feels what the victims feel or something like that. Yeah. At least I got that impression um mm-hmm. from that scene. But then at the end he he reve- he kind of has to reveal himself to his partner. Um, and so that happened a lot quicker than I thought it probably would, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also, there were the scenes of him on Mars and, uh, it seems like he was kind of maybe a little corrupt. He was a shady person. Yeah. And and even his was... wife was calling out on him, like, tell me the truth. Why? Like. They have like this sexual mind meld type thing. Yeah. And she knew he was like holding stuff back. Like you're not opening up to me. I know you're you're hiding something from me. And he he just kept hiding it. He wouldn't open up. 
Yeah. So yeah. It, it looks like he was a corrupt type cop back <clears throat> on Mars, which is different. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen that interpretation. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was different as well. Because he's always been more like a hero, like even when he, when he's back on Mars, they mostly focus on his kids and his wife getting slaughtered, right? Um, by the and other Martians. Yeah, and he has the he always has the visions of of his family. Yeah. But yeah, he, I've always I've always thought of him, personality wise, or at least I guess mor- morality wise. Uh, similar to Superman, you know, um, ha- is very always very very moral and very good in in the choices that he makes. But yeah, it's just kind of new to see that he might have like a shady past here. Yeah, I'm real curious. There was like a lot of questions mm-hmm. of I don't know of all the books we we read. The mystery in this one has me more intrigued. I didn't like it the most, but it has me most intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> of yeah. all the other ones, because I don't know where they're going. Yeah, and the other ones, um, yeah, I think that's a good, a good way to say it. The other ones, I think, were they kind of played out um, how we would expect them to, but they were still very good and very enjoyable. Yeah. So we, we've kind of covered uh, Martian Manhunter in the process of answering your question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of worked out. Is there anything that – is there any character that you really liked and uh, you don't care for their current take? Like you just can't get into mm. it. But you were really into that character at one time. Could you say Flash is one? Because you don't get Flash anymore. Yeah, I'm not getting Flash. Uh, and I so I can't really speak to it currently, obviously, because I haven't read any of the later issues. Um, is, uh, is, is Joshua Williamson still writing it? Yeah, he's still there. And um, I, one of the things that kind of threw me off about it was... Um, I wasn't crazy about the art on it. Yeah, um, but they change a lot. Yeah. Maybe um, that's why you don't like it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was some of it was the art and uh um Yeah, I don't know. Um I don't know what it was. It uh I thought it was okay. It just wasn't like a book that I was um, excited to read every month, yeah. you know. Um, it's not that I. It's not that I didn't like it. It was just kind of okay, you know. Right. I for me, it was uh, Green Arrow in the New Fifty Two. I didn't. I wasn't feeling him as much yeah. as. It was just a different Green Arrow, but then Jeff Lemire kind of took over later on. Yeah, his, and, his uh, was good. Yeah, and then it's I, I think it's been 
pretty good since since then. So I, I, if I had to go back, I'd say like that first New 52 run. Oh, when New 52 Superman came out, I wasn't feeling it at all. And that was George Perez who just recently announced his retirement. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and uh, Grant Morrison. Those were the two. The, the Superman, I was having a really hard time adjusting to a new 52. <laughs> but then Rebirth came, and then it made it all better. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's another character that we didn't mention in our favorites. But obviously, like, he's... I mean, he's, you know, up there in everybody's favorites. But... um. I think Bendis is doing amazing things with him. Yeah. So um, I think that uh, we have one more question. Uh, This is from Jason. He's in Hawaii. but And he says, have you guys ever met Dan DiDio or talked to any of the DC bigwigs in the past like Paul Levitz or Jeanette Kahn? I have not. Um, I've talked to Dan DiDio a lot. <laughs> yeah, you you uh, you posted a, posted pictures with him, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I've 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 taken pictures with him. I've talked to him about Omac yeah. a lot. I've I've gone <laughs> to a lot of his panels. Uh, he's been around a long time because he he goes back to when me and Barb went to San Diego Comic Con. And uh, went to one of those panels. Yeah. Um, so that was like 2000. Man, I don't even remember when that was. 2006. Hmm. So like I, I Dan DiDio tends to go to a lot of the the cons, and he tends to to go to the panels and kind of introduce things like where DC's going. So I see mm-hmm. him a lot. Paul Levitz, I. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever met him personally, but I've been to panels where Paul Levitz has been on. Jeanette Kahn, who used to be the president, never have met her. Hmm. I've only read articles in like Back Issue magazine about her. But but Paul Levitz, I've I've seen in panels, but I've never ever talked to him. Yeah. And he he. He was president for a long time until like New Fifty Two happened. Mm-hmm. Then he was writing Legion and Legion Lost. I think he was writing both Legion books. Yeah, his. Uh, I think his. At least from my perspective, it seems like his tenure was pretty, um, pretty well liked by fans. Yeah, I don't think he's a person that that people didn't like. The only time I've ever heard him kind of spoken in a bad light was in the uh, documentary where they were talking about Milestone. And uh, one of the creators, I, I think, felt that that Paul Levitz was dictating the way they were going to write their books. Mm. So... That was the only time that I've ever seen him spoken in like a sort of a negative light, but yeah. most of it's in a positive light. And that was just from their perspective, so you'd have to also hear his perspective to see what 
why yeah, he there's wanted mul- to change, multiple sides to that. So I, yeah. I know they were talking about a, a cover that had to do with like birth control. And hmm. <laughs> it, it was like something they were fighting over that was important <clears throat> to the story, but it didn't have to be on the cover. Like he wasn't telling them to take it off the topic you know, mm-hmm. to, to make the topic different. He was telling, I don't, don't want it on the cover. There could be multiple yeah. reasons for that. Yeah. Like his boss is telling him not to put it on there. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, we've, we've, I mean, especially lately, we've seen like, we've seen books get backlash for having anything political, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's very risky. But they've always been political. That's what people don't oh, realize. They lose the yeah. context. You can go read Action Comics number one, and you'll see how political it was. Well, I mean... It's a sign Bla- of the times. Black Panther in the 60s. I mean, that's, yeah. that's as political as it gets, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, people... Green Arrow. People Green Arrow. Seem to Green, Green Lantern yeah. in the... Green Arrow was very political. Oh yeah. His viewpoint was very strong. Like him and Hal had a lot. I mean, they didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And yep. then him and Hawkman used to get into it, man. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you remember that? Uh, God, there was a there was like this mini series, and I don't remember like it was in the early two thousands. It was like choosing sides or whatever politically. Like, what it did is it took every hero and said whether they were a Democrat or a Republican. It was crazy. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't remember what it was called, but it was a mini series, and uh, it was it was pretty fascinating to see, you know, how how people align themselves. Oh man, it, can you imagine like? If somebody were to write that now, oh, right now they, it's I mean, very it's very heated. It, yeah, matter of fact, the, with with our current president, he's kind of really divided divided sides like dramatically. Do you know what I well, mean? Well, well, yeah, he's made people hate hate each other. Hate you each know, other, I mean, yeah. If that that's kind of like what um, I mean the. If if a writer were to write that now, I mean they they would definitely be getting death threats, you know. Yeah. And it's crazy to say that because even like five years ago, I would have thought that was crazy, you know, just unbelievable. But yeah. God, I wish I remembered what the title was. God, it's blowing my. Mind, I, I can't remember it for the life of me. Hmm. It was such a weird title. It was only like five issues or four issues. But anyway, I think I think that covers the questions. But thank you guys all for the questions. I didn't expect them all. There were a lot of good questions. And one of them led us into Martian Manhunter, which yep. I really liked. I like his art. Like, of all the DC books that I've seen, like, I mostly know Rossimo from his image work and other books. But 
like he's drew Batman, you know, the monster arc. Mm-hmm. He's drew other stuff. He's drew a lot of other comics, and this one it just seems like it fits. I don't know. It, yeah, it just seems like his style fits with this series. Yeah, I think uh, I think artists like this that have a more unique style are definitely better suited to these um, kind of you know these minis or the kind of like the one-off stories. Yeah. It, yeah, it really fits well. Yeah, I I, I recently got in, uh, issue two in in my shipment. And I think I'm gonna read it this week, <laughs> just because I'm really really curious. Um. So um, that was Martian Manhunter. We have uh, Green Lantern one and two. You want to yeah. talk about that real quick? Yeah. Because uh, it's a it's a change. It, yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely a change in the flow of the book, for sure. It, yeah, he's really focusing on Hal Jordan, and uh, so far we haven't seen we haven't seen any of the other lanterns that we know. Yeah, we've seen a lot of think. new lanterns. Yeah, um, which I really I love seeing new lanterns. Well, um, we've seen that one lantern, I think that sort of runs things behind the scenes um we've seen a couple of if i remember in issue one but they were not most of them are like new characters or some obscure ones yeah characters we hadn't seen before and it's like they're taking a space cop approach to this series now like yeah space cop focus he's yeah, he's got a he's got a case, and he's basically been assigned to a case, and he's got to figure out what's going on and track these guys down. Yeah, a lot of it opened up with like a, a space casino, right? And like the spider alien of some sort. Yeah, they were. Yeah, there's the there's the lantern. Um, who kind of doesn't want to be a lantern <laughs> and yeah. he's he's like fighting the spider pirate um and the uh um cuz i guess these pirates had like uh they stole like a weapon or something and so the the green lanterns are there trying to stop them and they've got a couple of them in custody um and then this uh kind of apprehensive lantern um is investigating the crime scene of this uh kind of this, this destroyed ship and he uh and he gets he almost gets killed by this uh whoever this uh this alien is mm-hmm I don't think they've said her name yet. Well, they they had imprint they had captured a few of them, put them on a ship. Yeah. And then somebody else is after these criminals too. Right. And then there's this. I don't remember at the end of issue one. It's been a while since I read it. There's like an antimatter universe. <clears throat> Hal Jordan. 
Yeah, at least it an- looks like anti- antimatter lantern. Maybe yeah. from cord or something, but it's it's interesting. Yeah, and they're so it looks like they have to get these different um, these different artifacts to. I don't know if it if these different artifacts will. Um, I don't know if these go. Well, it looks with... like it. The there's a major villain that's after the same goals, Black Star. Yeah. He's, he's like a dark star. So they're like the the dark stars were uh, something like the uh, Guardians back in the day, and uh, they were led by the Controllers instead of the Guardians. And they were sort of space cops. As a matter of fact, Donna Troy was a dark star at one point in time when she was dating uh, Kyle. And um, this black star, Freeze Evil Star, which is a, an old-time Green Lantern v- villain. I think he appeared in the, the 12 Cent comics. Hmm. And he's only there to uh, sap his, his energy. Um and steal his weapon. So Evil Star what it was a Green Lantern villain, and it looks like Dark Star took took his energy and weapon to use for his own uses. Yeah. And Hal has a new love interest too. Yeah. Did they? Uh, In issue they one. S- I yeah, don't remember they s- what her name was. It wasn't Carol for sure. Yeah, well, and she's blonde. And it wasn't yeah. Cowgirl, was it? I mean, Cowgirl, Jeff Johns played a little bit with. She right. was a, a fighter pilot. This girl's not, I don't think. Um, uh, Eve, he calls her Eve. Yeah. Uh, she's new. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen her before. Yeah, but uh, it seems like Cal is uh, back to losing his job. So yeah, he's he's losing jobs again, and that that's a that's an underlying theme. <laughs> yeah. To do. yeah, he has to be incapable of holding down a job. Yeah. I've always had issues with Hal, and I <clears throat> for for one thing, he was always like one dimensional to me, sort of like Barry. He mm-hmm. he didn't have the humanity of of Kyle at all. Like, Kyle is yeah. more like, what if Green Lantern was created in the Marvel Universe? Like, you can relate to him. He draws comics. He loses a girlfriend. You know, she's stuffed in a refrigerator. He's got bad luck. His, yeah. All this stuff's happening to him. Um, well, he's very much a regular guy. Yeah. Hal is, a, is this brave guy who has no fear, who's a fighter pilot. Yeah. Goes on adventures and loses his job because he's always gone, and, and his he, love interest is Carol Ferris. And yeah. he, he he went through a drinking binge at one time and was arrested back in the eighties. Um, he used to hang out with uh, Ollie a lot in Black Black Canary during the hard traveling heroes ages, and he's been through a lot. I mean, he's he's freaking drank himself he became obsessed with out of the death of superman and the destruction of coast city 
Yeah, he he killed a bunch of lanterns. He killed a bunch of lanterns, and yeah. from that he became uh, what's his name? Uh, Paradox. Paradox. Pa- uh, Parallax. Parallax. So yeah. so he was evil, and then after he became evil, he was seeking redemption as the Spectre. So he yeah. actually had his own comic as the Spectre, and then he came back out uh, of that mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like uh, Kyle's had a couple of run-ins with him, where as yeah. Parallax as well. Yep. So. Um, He's he's an interesting fellow, and he makes mistakes, man. He's done some stupid stuff, <laughs> especially in Je- Jeff Johns' run. He's done some dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. Because Jeff Johns would always like have him like making more mistakes than he ever made, and Sinestro was kind of like the guy that had his shit together, even though he was bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Sinestro's always, he's always been the badass. Like, even when he was, like, mentoring him, he's like, you saved this one person, and I saved the whole bridge. I saved all these (laughs) lives. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So now now he's the space, even when he was leading the Corps, he made some stupid decisions. Yeah. Um, When they were having all the incidents with, I think some of it was even in Venditti's run. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Venditti had a lot of that. Yeah. So so now he's a space cop and uh, working for the Guardians, and he's trying to figure out what Black Star and all this stuff is happening. And uh, I've I've enjoyed the journey so far. I I think the art Liam Sharp is doing is pretty good. It's a very colorful book. Oh man, yeah, the art is the art is amazing. There's oh, there's so much detail. Like if, if you just look at all the lines and oh my gosh, that's it's just it's mind blowing to me. Yeah, it's it's gotta take. I mean, it's gotta take him days, like just for one page, you know. Yeah, I like him better on Green Lantern than I did Wonder Woman. Um. I think he does good with these aliens and well, Wonder Woman shapes. Was, Wonder Woman blew me away because that was the first that I'd ever seen of his art. Oh, really? At least I think so. Um because I don't um my first exposure to him was like Death's Head, I think. Um I'm trying to figure out what Death's Head it was. I think it was Death's Head 2. Yeah. It was Dan Abnett and Liam Sharp writing Marvel UK comics. Um, that was my first exposure to, to uh, this character. They had a, a branding called Marvel UK, and I bought it. And Wizard Magazines used to say this this character was hot, so I had to have it. <laughs> and uh, they had a lot of weird titles like Motor Motor Mouth and um, God, I can't remember them all. But I only collected a handful of them. Uh, there was just there was quite a bit uh, of the characters. If you read the comics, they're different. They're like really different. Um, 
It's like sci-fi. It's more sci-fi oriented. Hmm. But that's when Liam Sharp was hot back in 1992. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hadn't heard from him in a while until Wonder Woman. <laughs> but he's yeah. probably been doing stuff. It just I didn't know it wasn't that high profile stuff. Yeah, and that's probably why I haven't seen him because I mean I, I mean I mainly mainly just read DC stuff. So yeah. Um, this book skyrocketed yeah. back in the day because of Wizard magazine. It's not worth anything now. <laughs> you could get it for cover price. Yeah. But it was interesting. But I, I like his art. Did, what did you think of that volcano-headed uh, Green Lantern? Right? He just, like, he'd like oh, speaking yeah. like expo- explosion as the lava was going down his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every... Every like sentence or every sentence, there's like a rumble uh, yeah. that that he's like about to uh, erupt. <laughs> um, what was? Oh, his name is Volk. Yeah, his, yeah, I think his name is Volk. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. Um, who's the? Uh, let's see if there's. Oh, and then there's the one lantern who is a uh, a virus. Yeah, like, that uh, was interesting. Yeah, that was really cool. He made that he, one pers- alien really sick. Wasn't that how they apprehended him in the first place? That's how they got the spider. Yeah, yeah the because spider. the other guy had like his arm detached, and he was able to control his ring or something like that, his hand. Yeah, he lost his finger. He lost his finger. Yeah. And, uh, there was the virus guy who who would go inside. He would go inside of him and like just intoxicate him. Uh, Floozel Phlegm. Yeah. yeah. And then like... Flu the, vi- like a flu virus. <laughs> He'd make him deathly and, ill. And then, But then like the next page, that lantern sneezes and he's like, oh, sorry, Floozel Phlegm saying hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's one thing I think uh, Morrison will be really good at is creating... New land, new weird lanterns or aliens. Oh yeah, yeah. Having some crazy high and pie in the sky ideas for sure. Yeah. What do you think of it? Do you think? Uh, do you like it more now that it's different, or did you prefer it when Van Diddy was writing it? Um. Or Sam Humphreys or Dan Jurgens when they were doing the. <clears throat> Green Lanterns. I really like. Uh, I really liked Venditti's. Um, Sam Humphreys was okay. Um, I liked Jurgens. Um, I, I can't say that I'd like that I like this or the other better, um, but I do like that this is different. Um, y- you know, I I like having something different every once in a while. Just I think to- it's. It's. It, I mean, it's. It's good for the character, obviously, because then, thing you know, you see more unique ideas come out, and then who knows what direction it'll take after Morrison's done. True. Um, so I think you always need that, you know, that weird, different take on on things. Um, but I, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I really like these first two issues. There's a lot. I, I had to read these both of these twice. Um, there's there's more to unpack, obviously, in you know, in Morrison's writing than um, you know, say Robert Venditti or Sam Humphreys. Yeah, those are straightforward. By comparison, yeah. Um, even even like Martian Manhunter in comparison, there it's pretty dense, and yeah. there's there's a lot to break down there than than Shazam. Like you know exactly what's happening in Shazam. Right, uh, right, and that could be too because these are, you know, these are alien characters that we're dealing with, and it's not something that's, you know, everyday, like everyday life. Right. There's different there's there's bigger ideas here, I guess. Yeah, I I like it quite a bit. It it's different. I don't know where they're going. Yeah, it's it's definitely um it's definitely strange. It's going to be different. It's it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah. Um I do like that he's he's kind of investigating things like he's look um when he's visiting um when he's visiting uh Evil Star in the hospital. Yeah. Um as the old man after he's like been drained by that like vampire alien. Yeah. Um he's actually looking at evidence like he's looking at the guy's neck and you know. Mhm. Um, so that's that's something different, and you know you don't usually see Green Lanterns like investigating like this. Yeah, being a cop it's like usu- that, it's more like the Guardians say, "Go do this or protect Sector this." Right, this and is they- going on. Go after this. It's not like you have to figure something out. You just you get put into a situation as a cop. Yeah, it'll it'll be cool to see more than just like going in rings blazing you know yeah like you know uh ring ring fights every issue i think this will be a little bit more so the other the other books we have are shazam and freedom fighters What'd yeah you think of those? um i loved both of them i thought they were great i yeah. don't um uh, uh freedom fighters was freedom fighters was pretty dark yeah it was uh, but it makes I mean, sense it's, in this nazi yeah, world so it's it's yeah i mean it's uh it's uh it's a dark idea so when i yeah, was first does... reading it i was like wow you know they have this this group of people that are going against these razzis and uh, <laughs> yeah one one of the guys is Jesse Owens. He's kind of like leading the pack, and yeah, that they, was cool. They've already killed the Ray and Phantom Lady, and it's like the Human Bomb and Black Condor and Doll Man are left, mm-hmm. and uh, they get a they they essentially get followed by Plastic Man, which yeah. is very interesting because that was it's cool. Like, all the quality heroes except Plastic Man is Plastic Man. There's a bunch of them, and, and they're it like kind of takes plastic, down the rebellion. Uh, yeah, 
They're plastic SS men. Yeah. It's got That's the two a R- S's. Really cool, really cool idea. Yeah. The one the one guy is um taking the the form of the American flag behind him. Yeah. And they pretty much capture them and kill them in front of a large audience and say, this is yeah. what happens if you resist <clears throat> us. And Uncle Sam witnesses and they go after him, but you can't really kill the spirit of America unless you lose all the spirit. Like everybody yeah. in America just loses faith in everything. But uh, Uncle Sam kind of manages to dissipate as they go after him. Mm-hmm. I really like this. And I like the fact that this is like, you know, 55 years later, there's like a new generation of these heroes. And uh, you don't know if they're related or not. Yeah, they're, they're still, um, they're still freedom fighters, but they're, I guess they've kind of been underground this whole time. Yeah. The doll man is like doll woman. Black condors like uh, African American, yeah, phantom ladies there, and then the human bomb is there. I've always liked the human bomb. I just find him like really iconic. Yeah, I I just dig him that he could blow up stuff and. It's uh, it's one of those, it's one of those powers that would be a, a curse as well. Yeah, you know, it's always been hard for him because he can never take off his suit. Yeah, he'll destroy um, stuff. But he must be—I would think he would have to be a relative to have the same powers. Yeah, you know. But I like—I liked seeing his glowing middle finger. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a. In the Battle of Bloodhaven, if I remember correctly, I think it was the Battle of Bloodhaven, he takes off his fingernail and throws it and, like, blows up a whole, <laughs> whole area. He just yeah. ripped off his fingernail. Boom! Throws off, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. And I think I like, they're in yeah. Crisis on Infinite Earths as well. I think there's, like... Weird stuff with the red skies, and he's saving a kid or something like that. It's like a um, chunk of building coming off. Yeah, and, and he, he like, like just rips off his the... glove, and he like yeah. disintegrates the building. I remember that part. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been fascinated, that, and I wish I could find this. Somebody wrote a song about him. <laughs> the human uh, bomb, and I saw this video like. A year ago, and then I lost it because it wasn't on YouTube. It was like on somebody's web page, hmm. and it's like the song, like I never wanted to be the the human bomb, and it has clips from all his appearances because he doesn't have that many appearances. So it's pretty yeah. interesting. I th- I could have swore that you put that in one of your old. Um... One of your old DC Noise episodes. I think I did. Because I um, loved it so much. Because I remember hearing it, and I'm pretty sure that's where I heard it. Yeah. <clears throat> I wish I just still had it, the link to it, because I liked it. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. Like I have, I have a Scott Collins commission of The Human Bomb, and I have several others. 
I, I think mm-hmm. I have like three commissions of the human bomb. And uh, I have a lot of the freedom fighters. I have a Ray. I don't think I have a Black Condor yet, but I have an Uncle Sam by Drew Moss. Um, it's pretty crazy because the way he drew it is like it's very appropriate in today's society. I had to take a picture of it and post it. <laughs> but it's like when he's losing, everybody's losing faith in America. So he's got a sign and he, he's just like down, you know, he's like powerless, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have you know a phantom what? lady. I have two phantom ladies. I don't have a doll man yet. A commission, but I have always been in, I, since I was a kid, and I I picked the Phantom, the Freedom Fighters off of the the spinner rack, and I never found them again. But it was like Wonder Woman fighting the Freedom Fighters, and I I was just blown away. Like when I was a yeah. kid, I read that comic book like a hundred times. I wore off the cover. I just and I never traded that. I like loved it so much. And then <laughs> uh, yeah, I've always just been. I just love these characters. Yeah, they are they are cool. Um, I like that uh, black Con- black condor is black in this. Yeah, the new one at least. Oh, before he was Native American too. Yeah. Yeah, he had uh, Rags Morales drew it. Um, so he's had a he's had a couple of black condor series. I I actually have an old golden age comic book with his origin stories and it black condors. And it's awesome. It is so awesome. He was raised by condors. <laughs> he lost his family. <laughs> of all the things to be raised. Yeah. by. <laughs> that was um, great. I have a, I have a good chunk of, um, the eighties, series um i haven't read it uh i can't remember who was the writer on that um that you mean oh, the the it's the i think it's the brian augustine one um, there's not too many series palmiati and gray wrote a lot of their stuff in the This is uh the the fir- their first series was in 1976 to 78 and that was Jerry Conway and Martin Pasco and uh Barb Razekis. Well, I'm I'm talking about just the Black Condor. Oh, um, the Black Condor. The Black Condors. Uh Yeah, that was Brian Augustine, yeah. Yeah, I've got a good chunk of that. Um I just haven't read it yet. But but yeah, I have the I have the Palmiati and Gray Freedom Fighters. Yeah. Um, I have uh, I do have a Freedom Fighters number one. Um, the first series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's all I've got of that first series. But I, I picked that one up at. Uh, I want to say I got that at a C two E two a couple years ago. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I've always been. I think I have every comic book that they've been in, because I've they they've actually were in the Justice League before this too, in yeah. one of the Crisis books. 
one of the what their multi earth crossovers. Yeah. The uh and they were in they show up in uh multiversity too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty fascinating. I love these characters. I'm I'm kind of curious um if they uh if there was um maybe some additional uh um I don't know, some additional motivation to for for um like Dan DiDio or whoever Whoever uh, green lights these um, these series or these minis, like if there was any additional motivation to to green light it just because of uh, everything going on now in this country, it could be. It could be. You know, it, it seems like the perfect time for a book like this. Yeah, but it. It is cool, too, how, like, you know, just have these kids in the future just trying to play baseball, and it's outlawed because it's the American pastime, you know? Yeah, yeah. I like the, uh, I like the the page with Uncle Sam where he says, you want one last piece of apple pie? Come and get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, the art was amazing too by Eddie Barros. I mean, oh yeah, it's amazing. Awesome on this paper, it looks so freaking awesome. Yeah, and those those plastic men look so creepy. Yeah. So I have like, I I was so I love these characters so much that that's one of my what was one of my goals is to buy Golden Age books with all of their appearances so i i have a couple issues of like national comics where uncle sam appeared i have police comics where you have plastic van um phantom lady and uh the human bomb Mm -hmm. um for my birthday a bunch of my friends got me the a, a black condor one and i have the i think the only one i'm lacking is the ray i think other than that i think i have all the all the characters. I have lots of Dollman because he was in feature in his own comic book, Dollman. So yeah, <clears throat> nice. Yeah, I love these characters. Plus, there's a whole uh, back issue magazine called the Quality Companion. It's it's fascinating. It's a fascinating piece. Nice thick magazine. Highly recommend it if you're interested in these characters. Yeah, the <clears throat> the back issue, uh those are good. Those are really yeah. fun to those are fun to read. And uh Shazam. Yeah, Shazam. Um Yeah, so this is uh <clears throat> this is the whole Shazam family this time. Yeah. Which they kind of introduced them kind of like that in Flashpoint, right? I'm pretty um, sure they were like that. Maybe in Jeff Johns' run, too, in the back of Justice League. 
Yeah, the little mini series he did. They they inter- introduced the characters. Um, I can't remember how that one ended though. I don't. I don't think the other kids had powers in at in that one. They might have in Flashpoint then. They had them in some. In yeah, some, some it, book. It, I think it was Flashpoint. Yeah. But this one is is pretty simple. It's sort of an introduction to all of them. Yeah. It's sort of they're on a field trip, him and Freddy, and they get robbed by a a bunch of uh, robbers in uh, Justice League costumes. <laughs> yeah, at a museum. And they're like, "Give us all these antique guns <coughs> plus anything you have in your purse and wallets." <laughs> And then he turns into Shazam, and all the whole Marvel family turn, turns there. They call him purposely now. It used to be the Marvel family, but I don't know if you noticed. It's like the Shazam family here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they introduce the parents that adopted all these kids, or they're fo- you know fostering them. Mm-hmm. They seem pretty legit, like good good parents. Yeah, if they're. Uh... Yeah, if they're anything like the um, in the previous series, yeah. Yeah. But it, uh, yeah, and and they have uh, they have like a little uh, like they have like a magic uh, doorway in their closet in their house in their bedroom, yeah. Yeah, that takes them to this uh, like subway station. And they actually find an area I guess they've never been to called the Magic Lands. Yeah. And while they're they're discovering that new area in their closet, uh, Billy Batson's father decides to appear at the Foster's parents' house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was when I was reading it, I was kind of thinking because uh, it kind of it kind of teases the fact that. That somebody's coming to the door. Yeah. It kind of, there's kind of a build-up. Um, I, I, expect- I thought before someone came to the door that they were going to go into the kids' room and say, where the hell are my kids? Like, did they sneak <laughs> out the window? or? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just got a bad feeling, like, with that build-up. I thought somebody was going to kill their parents. Or their foster parents. Yeah. Um, but then you see it's a guy who's claiming to be Billy's father, and he looks like him. So it could be his actual father. Yeah. And then there's one scene in there like where they're talking to the cops, and they're like, who's the leader of this team? And they can't decide. They're like fighting. Billy thinks he's the leader. Mary thinks she's the leader. Yeah. And all the other guys are poking at it. Like, no, I can be the leader. <laughs> <laughs> In Jeff John's run, too, they had, I think they had uh, Takitani. Um, this one here, they don't have them yet, but they have, they definitely have hops. Yeah. Because they have a backstory. It's like, Okay, it tells the story, and then it says, we'll give you a, a quick 
synopsis of Mary. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of done in a manga style. But it's showing that she has, like, a really good heart. Like, she <clears throat> is with these awful foster parents. I mean, they're, it's like Cinderella kind of is thing. Is that... Uh... Oh, see, I just figured that was her, like, her real parents. And that's, like, who she ran away from before she... Before she maybe, was maybe in the they foster. are real real parents, but I didn't think I think she lost her. I think Mary and Billy are really uh, brother and sister, and Mary, in, at least in the original context. Hmm. So, um, in here, maybe it is that her parents are that awful, but <laughs> yeah, they don't sure treat her like a daughter. They they treat her more like a slave, right? And she sort of escapes and uh, gives like her allowance where she needs to eat and stuff to the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. And then Santa fi- finds her like hanging in an alleyway and says she needs a foster family. If if she was, um, if she really had parents though, wouldn't the social services take her back i mean <laughs> yeah and, I don't not, know. And, and not give her to this this family yeah I, mr and mrs vasquez yeah but you're you're probably right here because uh there's a discussion here uh where freddie's talking to her and he says my parents are in prison and she says well mine should be so yeah. if they weren't her real parents, then she probably would have said that. Yeah, and maybe she just maybe she lied to the police and said she had nowhere yeah. else to go. In the original context, they were brother and sister lost. You know, like mm-hmm. Mary didn't go through living by herself on the streets. She was with the parents, and uh, Billy was off on his own. Yeah, because uh, like... that's that's a cool run is the Power of Shazam by Jerry Ordway. That's a cool run to get if you ever the dollar boxes. Yeah, I found I found number one probably mm-hmm. in a dollar box. I need to find the rest of that. Yeah, I like that Freddie's reading a book called How to Make Your Own Fireworks, and it says for adults <laughs> only. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't notice that before. His foster, their foster he, parents he seems must like, not be that good. He seems like he's trouble, <laughs> doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because in the in in the he seems like he's like the livelier spirit and. Uh, like the troublemaker. Like, let's do this. Well, yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, he wants to pull yeah. the fire along. Very different from the original Freddy. Because the original Freddy was, you know, handicapped like this kid. But it was more like a darker tone. And he, uh, until he became uh, Captain Marvel Jr., he was pretty depressed all the time. Yeah, because of his handicap. Yeah. Hmm. 
So uh, yeah, this was this was fun. I liked it. Yep, Dale, that issue, Dale that Eagles issue, Jam. Yeah, I like I liked it. I like the backstory. I hope I hope each uh, I hope if I hope they continue that and then just kind of introduce all of them and mm-hmm. kind of give you the backstories. Yeah. As, as we go forward. I think of the the comics that are that are new that that we read. I like Freedom Fighters the most, but I think it's because I'm so biased. Like it's just seeing the characters I love so much that. Well, Freedom Fighters had a uh, it 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 was so dark, and then it had a like a triumphant ending. You know, yeah, where it's yeah. like. Where it's like, all right, let's go kick their asses, you know? Yeah. So it was like very, uh, it ended on such a high note after having like a dark story. Well, he blew up uh, that museum or where those yeah. guys were going. <clears throat> yeah. Those Nazis. Yeah. So it should should be should be an interesting series. And I, I assume that Uncle Sam is still alive, even though we haven't seen him in the current um, time. Black con- or uh, Human Bomb says it. Um, he says uh, that Uncle Sam's been sleeping a while. We're going to oh, wake. Yeah. 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 So the last, last but not least, we have some more of our JLA journey. Yeah. Uh, there, there were some interesting things that I didn't remember. Yeah. What- the one thing I, I that really shocked me and that I forgot was that Faith was grown by the government. Like Yeah, she's the, a weapon. She, she was a weapon put together by the US government. And the our government is really pissed at Batman for taking her away. <laughs> yeah, so. and, and he's just like you're not getting Faith back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, man, I am just loving like man the the character the new characters like Manitou Raven because he's like a badass. I mean, he's just yeah. He's not he's not in it a whole lot, but when he is, he says some very profound things. Yeah. Because the first series is kind of like it, it, the creative team changed. It's it's not it's not Joe Kelly. Yeah, it was. It was a Rick Veach. Uh, yeah, it was a little Banks. Adam, little Adam story. But it was kind of cool. I like how they're featuring the Adam. Well, and it was cool how they tied the uh, they tied the song in that they were talking about at the beginning to like <laughs> that's that's how so, he the def- Stardust he, song that he can't remember the lyrics to. <laughs> yeah, and that's how he defeated. That's how he defeated this. Uh, um. This it's like, a, uh, it's like a black hole villain. Like he it's like a it's like an worlds. AI with a mixed with the black hole. Yeah. Yeah, he like lost his mentor and started destroying worlds, and he takes memories. That's what's really interesting. Like yeah. this, this villain made the Flash forget how to stop. He made uh, John forget he has a ring. He made Batman so he couldn't even talk. He was talking like a, ba- <laughs> a baby. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Firestorm was going to kill the Atom until Superman came and saved him. <laughs> and Batman's in the back like, no, 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 no. Because I think, I think Batman still knows like what's going on because he was smart enough to, to set it up to contact Superman. Yeah, he just can't communicate. Yeah, he can't communicate. Uh, yeah. So he knew what, ahead of time what was going on. And this is uh, this is the like the first. I think this is is this John. This is like John's first mission. Yeah. Uh, with because he just, he just joined in the last with Plaz leaving and everybody else. Yeah. It, it, oh, it was Kyle. Ba- basically, they said we need a Green Lantern, and Kyle said, you know, I have other things to worry about, and uh, he he had to leave. Mm-hmm. And he brought John as a replacement. Yeah. But they they defeat this black hole villain. It was kind of interesting, and <laughs> the villain is like all he can remember is the lyrics to that song <laughs> that Adam kept repeating over and over again. So he couldn't read the Adam's mind. He couldn't take the Adam's memories like he took everybody else's memories. Away. Yeah. So that was kind of a cool, a cool little story. Yeah. Way to so, to focus on uh, Ray Palmer. Yeah, yeah, that was it was good. And then the next story I liked a lot because it, he, Joe Kelly plays along with a lot with the morals of the Justice League. Like, should we do this? Like, are we going outside our bounds? Because do you remember they went to that one land? And it's like, do we protect this kid or do we not? You know, or do we just let him become the next Rama, whatever he was gonna. Rama Khan, yeah. Rama Khan, yeah. That yeah, he he gets in. He really questions like what the Justice League should be doing or shouldn't be doing. Like if they should get involved in, um, with worlds and civilizations they don't understand. And they sit there and like contemplate. Like half the team is like, "We got to worry about our Earth. This is like light years away. They would never need our help. <laughs> let let this uh, let this war go on." And Wonder Woman's like, "We can't let this war go on. We need to intervene." So they yeah. intervene, and it's almost like they intervene and they shouldn't have intervened <laughs> because they. The one place that they were protecting with their uh, military advisor is uh, Kanjaro, yeah. which is a villain. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're pretty much they're pretty much like, well, as soon as the Justice League leaves, things are just going to go back to how how they were. Yeah. And even Wonder Woman gets pissed off. Like I like the the di- well, I like the banter between Wonder Woman and Batman. Like there's there's some serious sexual tension between those two. <clears throat> there's a lot of good moments with uh, Wonder Woman in here. Yeah. Like there's there's the uh, well, that alien uh, talks to her and he says, "Are you a whore?" Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and her, her face, yeah. <laughs> And she's like, for a man calling himself a peacemaker, 
you have a talent for using words for anything but. He says, <laughs> I asked the question, Wonder Woman, because a whore tells lies to men to get what she wants. Yeah. And, uh, but but this guy's like playing like, hey, I'm providing peace. It, it's this it's such a weird concept because you don't know like what's right and what's wrong. Like he's protecting these worlds and he just wants to keep things in line where wonder <laughs> woman's saying, well, these people should have the freedom to do what they want. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and they, they don't know the whole history of these worlds and what they've been through and what's right. led to this point. But even the leader of the world that they're protecting, he doesn't even know how to lead. Like, yeah, this, they kind of like force him into a situation because he's never done it before. It's fascinating. And there's an interlude in Brazil. I don't, I didn't really know what that was about, but these two women in Donna matrix uh, kind of outfits are looking to attack the satellite of some sort. Um, Oh yeah, they're uh so I think they it seems like so they it says an aggressive reclamation of the weapon will require significant planning. I think they're talking about faith. Oh, they, okay. They want to try to they want to try to get faith. Her? Yeah. She's pretty badass in here though. Like I had no idea. She took down like a whole armada. Oh she yeah. Made, she made a whole space armada retreat in this just by herself. Yeah. And uh Yeah, and then she kind of falls and uh <laughs> John's like, "Where did you say Batman found her?" And Manitou Raven's wife is just so strange. It's like, oh, I, I'll, I need to be shared or something like that. And somebody's like, no, no, you oh, don't. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah, that part that was that was Superman. That was, was Superman. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because she says like my, my like, oh my. Uh, let's see, where is it? Uh, um. Oh, uh, oh, we will he, she, you have to share body and soul. And Superman's yeah. like, body? You don't mean she doesn't mean. <laughs> <laughs> don't let Diana hear what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, man, um, we're honored, I mean, but the way the league works. <laughs> he, yeah. He's like choked up. He doesn't know what to say. He's like, Green Arrow's not here right now. Yeah. <laughs> but he has a lot of wisdom to to share with the league. And I kind of like just the way like major disasters in the background just make wit witty remarks all yeah. the time. Yeah, when uh Yeah, there's the there's the part when uh Wonder Woman uh, is giving giving her speech to uh, 
to the uh, the leader of Kylock and Major just or in Faith's like I've seen the tapes of her at the UN, but in person, wow, she's amazing. And Major Disaster is like, yep, and she can fill out a Star Spangled, and then Wonder Woman <laughs> turns around and looks at him. <laughs> <laughs> And I like how they like blackmail Kanja Rowe at the like he thinks he's gonna lead these people. Yeah. They, they like recorded him like Superman could hear him, and they recorded him while he was uh, torturing soldiers from the other army and what he was saying, and they broadcasted it to every all of his people, you know, all the people on that planet, and uh, it turned on him. Yeah, it seems like Manitou, Manitou's able to, like, broadcast or something. Yeah. I'm really liking this. I think this is my favorite incarnation of the League. I just, I just, uh, I I love it. It's cool to have, uh, it's cool to have these, um, kind of obscure care a couple obscure characters in there just to throw things off a little well, bit. Well, not not only that, but it allows the freedom of a writer to to like do some stuff that he couldn't do with the other characters. Like because right. they're they're so iconic and they have to like do certain things and they have their own books. Mm-hmm. It, it allows allows them to like explore stuff. And I like yeah. that. Yeah. So, I don't know if you have the next few issues, but I'd be okay if we want to just continue with another three or four issues. Yeah, um, I'd be fine with that. Let's see. Stardust Memories is the one we just read, right? Or no, Rules of Engagement. Yeah. So then it's so we got the, the White, White Rage. Rage. Do you have those? Eighty, eighty-one, eighty-two. Yeah, I do. Yes. Yeah, we can I, cover I, those. I, I would be good if we just continue, because I'm really curious on what happens with. Yeah. With uh, Faith. Yeah, let's do it. That'll be cool. The first appearance of Access America, which is kind of like uh, Nazis. Mm-hmm. So, the Freedom Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what else you want to cover for the next time, but... Uh... So, we'll do JLA. Um, let's see here. Let me pull up my DCBS. So we could... So we could get caught back up on Superman. Yeah, that'll be good. Like Superman in action. Okay. Yeah, I'd be I'd be cool with that. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. I'm trying to 
trying to think if any new number ones came out besides Martian Manhunter and the ones we covered today. I can't think of anything. Oh, did you get Young Justice or did you hold off on that one? No, I didn't. I was I was going to and then I, I didn't. Okay, well, I, um, I might I might do a few blurbs on that one. Uh, okay. Just to just to see what it what Bendis is doing with that. Yeah. I'm really curious because Naomi, I don't know if you got that. Or I don't know if you've heard, but she's going to have a tie-in to Superman. And uh, yeah. that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, I kind of figured. Um, because like I mentioned last time, I came across her name in one of the other books. I don't remember what book it was. Action uh, it, or Superman? It might have been. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it, that might have been it. But, uh, yeah, I kind of thought that would be the case with Bendis writing it. All right. Well, I think we could wrap this one up. Yeah, sounds and, good. I uh, want to thank all of you guys for questions. Uh, that was uh, a good a good uh, way to start the show. Yeah, we had a lot of them. Yeah. And uh, you can reach us at dcnoisepodcast.com. And uh, on the Twitter, you can reach me at Mike Myers Brunch. Uh, Kyle is, uh, actually, if I could spell it, uh, it's kpettit5. Yep. Uh, on the Twitter and uh, on uh, Facebook, you could type in DC Noise uh, Podcast and click the like button. Follow the episode threads there. My email is Mike at Comic Book Noise if you want to send me email. And uh, keep sending questions at any time, and I'll just stockpile them for the next episode. Um, the next time we're c- gonna be c- catching up on Superman action comics and. Uh, Three more issues of JLA. And uh, yeah. that should be fun. Yep. Yeah. Lots been happening in Superman. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I haven't read it since we've um since we covered it last. Well that's good. You'll have a lot to talk about. Yeah. It, well, actually, it's probably only like three issues, right? Because they're not by they're not coming out. Yeah, they're twice as anymore. They're not quick as, as what they were. Yeah. 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 Yep. Jurgens was pumping them out. Yep. Well, you have a good week, and I hope the the weather's good to you tomorrow, so you can drive in safely. Yeah. Yeah. You too. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you in two weeks. Sounds good. Take it easy, Mike. Take care, Kyle. Bye. Yep. Bye.